Welcome to the Tapping Solution Podcast. I'm Alex Ortner, and along with my brother Nick and my sister Jessica, we've helped millions of people around the world for over 10 years to transform their lives. And all using the brain rewiring, energy shifting, out of this world amazing technique known as tapping. Each week, I'll be sharing information, strategies, tapping, and at times inspiring interviews, all to help you live your best life. Quieting the internal critical voice. That's the topic of today's podcast. Hi there, Alex Ortner here from thetappingsolution.com. And man, I am excited about today's topic because this topic of quieting the internal critical voice is always always, always hugely popular when we talk about it here at The Tapping Solution. Now, I should knock on wood as I'm saying that, so hopefully this podcast and this topic will be just as popular, but I think the reason why it is so popular is really because it is a topic that so many people resonate with because they experience it in their life, and here's the reality, here's the truth. Everybody, no matter how successful they are or happy they are or prosperous that they are, they all have an internal critical voice. The question is, how strong is that internal critical voice and how do they manage it with their supportive internal critical voice? So we're going to talk about that today. I want to give you some frameworks, some ideas of what you can do to discover really what's going on with your critical voice and how you can get past it. Because if you want to create the life that you want, the level of happiness and success and joy and relationships, you need to learn how to manage that internal critical voice. Because again, everybody will have it. You will always have it. I have it all the time. Successful people have it. Happy people have it. It's just a matter of how you manage that internal critical voice. A lot of times there's this false perception that, you know, when you look and see people that are really successful that, oh, they must be super positive and motivated and and just joyful and happy at all times. And that's not the truth. We all have to manage that internal critical voice to move past that, to have that supportive voice in our mind be stronger than the critical voice because that critical voice will always be there. It's that negative bias that we have to keep us safe. So we'll talk here about how we overcome that internal critical voice to create the life that we want, the business success that we want, the work success, the financial success, the relationships, the health, all the things that we want to live a happy, prosperous life and have just an amazing experience. So I always love to give frameworks about how we do things. And so here's what I want to do is step one. Ask yourself right now in this moment, because I always believe, you know, in the tapping process, it's really so critical to look at what is, to acknowledge our feelings, to acknowledge our current experience. So if you ask yourself, how strong is my critical voice? What answer do you get? So on a level of zero to 10, just like when we're tapping, how strong is your critical voice? With 10 being like, you know what? You are negative towards yourself all the time. People would probably not believe how nasty and negative you are with your internal critical voice and you're constantly beating yourself up. That's a 10. A zero, well, you know what? The reality is, is you can't say zero because everyone's got a critical voice. So let's say that the low is maybe a one, where one is, you know, you know you have a critical voice and it comes up, but you manage it, you recognize it when it's there, you have a supportive voice that a lot of times when something critical comes up, that supportive voice comes up and says, no, that's not true. You know, thank you. I know you're trying to protect me in some way, brain, or keep me safe, but my supportive brain, you know, knows that I'm okay, that I'm safe, that I can, you know, I don't have to be afraid, that I can do the things that I want in my life. So just ask yourself, 
And be honest with where you are right now. Are you at a 10 where you're super critical? Are you at an eight where you know you struggle sometimes, but it's not, you know, but, but, well, I know, you know, an eight's strong. So you say, yeah, you struggle with it a good amount, but you have some positivity as well, right? Maybe a five is your, your negative half time, positive half the time. And, and keep in mind too that the negative critical voice can show up differently in different areas of our life. So you might be really great and really positive when it comes to relationships or friendships or maybe even exercise and health. But man, when it comes to money, you get really negative. You know, you say to yourself, I'm no good with money. You know, I'm not smart enough. I'm never going to be successful with my business or my job or my career. And you have a really internal critical voice that leads to really limiting beliefs in your life. So just recognize how that voice shows up for you. You know, do you have that voice that says, you know, I, I can't believe you did this. You're so stupid. You know better than, than to try something like this. You know, where does it show up in your life? So just recognize and be honest with yourself about where that critical voice is for you and recognize that that doesn't have to be there. I know a lot of times people look at that internal critical voice and they just think, you know what, that's me. That's who I am. I'm critical of myself. I'm so negative. That's the way I am. And here's part of what I want to do on this podcast today, on this conversation that we're having, is to make you realize that that critical voice is not you. Okay, that's not the real you, that's not the authentic you, that's not the real you that I know who you truly are. What it is, is a voice that's working so hard to protect you based on previous experiences, right? Because nobody comes into this world, no baby is born, and comes out, and on day one goes... I'm, I suck. I'm no good at this. I'm no good at this life thing. You know, I'm not smart. I'm not what I'm, I'm, I can't exercise. I mean, at a baby or even as you go along, even if you're a toddler, you don't, you don't, these aren't behaviors you're born with. They're behaviors that are taught to you, right? So remember from the ages of zero to six years old, we're basically in a state of hypnosis. We're basically downloading our experiences from the people around us. So if our parents were negative, if our mother, our father, or our siblings, or our uncles and aunts, or other people in our environment were negative in their own language, and we learned and we modeled that from them, or if they were negative towards us and told us that we're not good enough or we're stupid, you know, you mess up as kids. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you how many parents just don't realize as parents that kids are different. You know, kids mess up and they get yelled at and they get called stupid and all sorts of crazy things. And, you know, I think that's it was such a common experience for people years ago. It is hopefully, I think, becoming less and less popular. And we're realizing more and more how we need to speak to our kids better and we need to build our kids' confidence. And you see such great programs in schools nowadays to work to build kids' confidence. Uh, because we know that in order to build good adults, it's not necessarily just about what you learn in school or what degree you got, but it's about your ability to believe in yourself and know that you can create more in your life. So here's what I want you to ask yourself in step two in this process. Where does that negative critical voice come from for you? Right? So where does it come from for you? Whose voice is it? Or what experience gave you that negative internal critical voice? I tell you, I've worked with clients when I'm coaching with them and, you know, some negative language is coming up. Like I said, something like, you know, I'm so stupid, you know, what's wrong with me? And I stop and ask them and I go, whose voice is that really? If you, if you were to think of who taught you that voice, who might it be? And a lot of times they go, you know what? That was my father or that was my mother. 
and they realize that they're just repeating the words that somebody else gave them, that they learned. They said, somebody told me I was stupid, and so I believed it. And the reality is that, again, from zero to six years old, you're not making a conscious choice about what you're going to believe about yourself. You're just downloading from those experiences in your in your environment. So ask yourself, where did that negative, critical voice come from? Who was it? Who was it? If you could think about that voice and it was somebody other than you, where did you learn that about yourself? Whose voice is it in your head where at times you go, man, I don't want to have this critical voice. This is the voice of my father. And, and sometimes it can be the voice of them back then. And sometimes it's the voice of them right now where you go, you know what, if I do this or if I take this action or push my life forward, my mother's going to say that, you know, who, what are you doing? You look ridiculous. Or why are you acting this way? Or my father's going to say this or a sibling or a, or a coworker or some friends are going to say something. And so that negative internal critical voice builds to keep you safe, right? So think about, you know, whose voice is it? And also, or, or it could also be what experience gave you that negative internal voice, right? So for example, you know, we always love giving the example of what, which is so common because the number one fear is speaking in public is, you know, you're a kid, you go to speak in front of the class and you get made fun of. And so you learn right away, it's not safe to speak up. Somebody giggles at you and you just, you just must assume I'm not a good public speaker. I'm not good at speaking up. And man, I got to tell you, because I've got a six, eight and 10 year old and I can see it, especially with my 10 year old at that, you know, he's going into uh, fifth grade. I can tell you that, man, kids are, kids are brutal with each other. They're just so tough. And he's only going to be in fifth grade. I know as they get into middle school and it's not, I mean, th this is just the way kids are with each other. I mean, we always ho hope and that our teachers, that the people that are supporting them are teaching them better. I know I'm always teaching my kids to support each other and to be supportive, you know, of, of their own growth with each other. You know, today, earlier today, we were riding bikes. My oldest, my 10-year-old knows how to ride a bike. He has for years. But my eight-year-old, who should have learned to ride a bike years ago, we just weren't doing it during the summer, was learning how to ride a bike. And my six-year-old, Olivia, she's learning as well. And they had a really great day where they were really supportive of each other. They were they were learning Malachi. My oldest was giving great feedback to the middle one and saying encouraging things like you're doing great, keep going, it's just a matter of practice, keep trying. And by the end of you know a couple hours, my eight-year-old Lucas had it down and he learned. And so I always try to get my kids to be as supportive as possible to each other so they can have a strong internal voice as they grow up into being great adults. Because I'll tell you, the biggest thing I care about with my kids as they grow up is not, did they get the best grades or were they the smartest or whatever it might be. I care that they have the confidence to push themselves into new ways to grow to always challenge themselves, to love themselves, accept themselves, forgive themselves for the mistakes. So many of the same things that I know I'm always working to help adults to do as adults, I'm trying to do with my kids at that young age. And so just think about that for yourself. What experience did you have where you realized, you know, you created a negative internal voice because of an experience that was not positive, where you got negative feedback. Like I said, the experience of speaking up in class and learning a wet right away that it's not safe to speak up in class. Maybe 
you know, when it came to your finances or your money, did you have an experience where you failed with a business? You know, this is so common. A lot of times people think they see people that are really successful. You know, we have our success with the tapping solution, or you could look at any of the, the colleagues that I have, um, you know, Brendan Burchard, Rachel Hollis, my friend, Chris Carr, Jim Quick, um, you know, so many of the people in this space of personal development and self-help and people just assume that they were just successful. They just learned how to do it. They had something different about them. And I could tell you every single one of them had experiences where they failed numerous times, where they doubted themselves, where they kept going and pushing forward. But what most people do is they have an experience where they fail and then they build an even more critical voice if they didn't have one already that says, I'm not good at this particular thing. I'm not good at running a business or making money or managing money. And so that critical voice just forms a belief to keep us safe so that it doesn't hurt so much again. Right, so it doesn't hurt so much again. So again, think about maybe you have maybe you have a piece of paper and you can write down some of the experiences that you had in your life that you know gave you that negative internal critical voice. And if you can remember the earliest one you had in your life, you know maybe a lot of times you might have that little memory at two years old or four years old or six years old. You know what? What's the earliest thing that you can remember? I think some people are always better at remembering those early memories than, than others. I'm actually my I, you know, I joke around with my family, but I, I I'm never have the best memory of childhood of a particular experiences unless they're triggered in a particular way. But uh, but I always remember having a happy happy childhood, and I'm always so grateful for that. Again, I always say I'm one of the lucky rare ones that had you know two parents that were really kind and supportive and loving of me, and and I know that's not the norm. You know, a lot of times people feel that the norm was something else because what they had in their life of the negativity they had of of being criticized all the time that that was the norm because you didn't get to see what other people's experience was like in the real world, right? Just like the way social media is for us today, where we see people's best on social media and don't see what really happens. It's the same with growing up with thinking, you know, I live in this negative environment where my parents criticize me, but other people, they must not be because I don't get to see inside their home, right? But I, I see so often that the norm is really so much of that experience of being, of having critical experiences uh, towards us. And you know what? It's not always just because of bad parents. A lot of times you can have good parents that unmeaning to or or not meaning to hurt somebody or give somebody a traumatic experience can give a kid a traumatic experience. And again, it's a small T, small trauma experience where they build a belief or build a critical voice of themselves with while the parent has perfectly good intentions. And you know, parents pass on a lot of their own beliefs and their internal dialogues to their children. So so that was kind of step two. I know I went, went off there a little bit, but whose voice is it that you have in your head or what experience do you think gave you that negative internal voice, right? So that's step two. Step three, you got to clean up those current voices. You know, I know that's easier said than done, but it takes consistency to clean up those current voices. And here are two things that I'm going to recommend you do. Number one, of course, is going to be tap. Tap to release the internal critical voice. And you know, what I would recommend doing is using language like, you know, for starters, you know, tapping on the crowd at that point, saying something like, even though I have this internal critical voice, I love and accept myself anyway. Or even though I have this internal critical voice, I acknowledge how I feel and want to make things different. Or even though I have this internal critical voice, 
I choose to feel safe anyway. So tapping on the internal critical voice that we have and choosing or recognizing and acknowledging that it is just an internal critical voice, that it is not us, that it might be somebody else's. So again, you could say, even though I have this internal critical voice, I acknowledge that it's not truly my voice. Or even though I I have this internal critical voice, I acknowledge that I want something different and to be more positive. Right? So we can just come up with all the different things that we, that come up for us. And I'm not going to go deep into tapping. And I'm still trying to figure out with the podcast, since I just took over a couple episodes ago, just how deep I'm going to go with some of these. I really want them to be very often in the podcast. You can listen while you're in the car, on headphones, walking around, and really giving you, you know, the ability to recognize the different things in our life that we need to work on and give you a framework so that you can tap on your own or go grab the app and tap with things in there. Or just, you know, sometimes I'll, of course I'll do tapping at times, but uh, sometimes that can be a little lengthier and it can be difficult to do it, you know, in the car or as you're moving around and going from place to place. So that is part, you know, part one of that part is tap to release that internal critical voice and let your body and brain know that you're safe. Again, so many of the challenges that we have are because we believe that we are not safe. And I do this. I tell myself that I am safe on a regular basis, even when I'm not tapping. When I feel like, you know what, I'm feeling nervous about something, uh, if I'm going to be speaking in some way or, you know, doing an interview or really doing anything where I feel like I'm being held back, I've got some anxiety, I love to tap and, and have a setup statement where I let myself know that I'm safe or I just tell myself I'm safe. I'll just say in my head, you know, I'm feeling nervous, but I'm safe. Right, because I know how critical it is to calm that amygdala down, the amygdala in our brain that fires, that puts us in a fight or flight, that takes away the energy from our prefrontal cortex, which is a decision-making part of the brain, that it takes away our ability to think. So the more often I can tell myself that I am safe in these regular everyday experiences where we are constantly being triggered by stress, anxiety, overwhelm, telling myself that I am safe, that everything's okay, that I'm going to be all right always helps me to calm the critical voice down, to know that, you know, to know that, hey, you know what, even if I do this interview and it's not great, I'm still safe. Or even if I record this podcast and I don't do a great job and I don't get great feedback, I'm still safe. Whatever it might be, because we hold ourselves back from doing the things in life that we want because we don't feel safe. And so tap to create that safety and also just acknowledge it for yourself on a regular basis when you're feeling anxiety or feeling stress or feeling whatever other emotions you're you have. So that was step one. Step two is you got to choose what voices you allow into your head. That's right. You got to choose what voices you allow into your head, right? Because you are the protector of your mind. And you know, you have so many different voices in your head from, from your, your mom and dad in the past or now or, or different family members or siblings or people at work or your boss or different relationships you have with friends. And, you know, this kind of ties into the fear of rejection and, and the, the old tribe that we had where it wasn't safe to be rejected. But we have to be very conscious of the voices that we have in our head. I know that sounds a little weird to be like, the voices in our head. Yeah, we all have voices in our head that are not, it's always our voice, but really the words so often come, the words and the energy and the emotion comes from other people when we're critical of ourselves. And it's important to be able to recognize those moments as much as possible, especially when you're being critical. If you're being critical, to stop and go, no, this is not my voice. 
My voice is the positive one. My voice is a supportive one. And even if that voice has been hidden for a long time, I'm going to choose that voice more and more. Whenever that critical voice comes up, you can stop in any moment and say, that's not my voice. If you know whose voice it is, say it. That's not my voice. That's the voice of my father and I don't want it in my head. I choose for it to not be here. My voice is a positive voice. It's the supportive voice. It's the voice that tells me I am enough. I can do whatever I want. I can choose to be who I want. I can choose to love who I want. I can choose to create the life and the business and the relationships and the health that I want. That is my voice. So choosing which voice is yours is so important in our life to say, hey, that critical voice is not me. I know, I, I, I understand brain, I appreciate that you're trying to keep me safe, that you're letting me know that, hey, don't take this risk or you're going to mess up because you're afraid that I'm going to have that same feedback that happened way back then of being criticized by a parent or somebody in our life where it hurt or where we did something like speaking up in class and we got criticism and it hurt. And I know brain that you're trying to keep me safe, but brain, I'm telling you, and I'm saying this like we're telling ourselves, brain, I'm safe. All right, I don't need that critical voice anymore. I choose for it to no longer be my voice. I choose for my voice to be the supportive one that guides me in the direction that I want every day. And anytime you show up, critical voice, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not gonna let you stay. You might you might have had a home, a nice cozy, comfy home here on the couch, or maybe you had a nice bed, but you're not staying here anymore. And I'm gonna have to keep kicking you out if I have to, but I'm gonna choose the voices that I allow into my head. And that also means choosing the voices that you do want in your head, right? And that's going to be step four. I'm letting you know that you're enough as you are, that that I love and support you. And I don't say that, you know, I know I throw that out being like, oh, I love you. But literally, I love you guys. You know, like I can't tell you enough how much it means to me when I have, you know, conversations with people on Instagram, uh, when I have DMs and, and, I, and I get feedback from people and I meet people in person, how much I just love the people I get to help every single day. And hopefully you can feel that from me, that I'm so genuinely wanting to help people to know that they are enough to love themselves, accept themselves, and to be a voice of support because I know so many people do not have that voice of support in their life. But beyond me, you know, what voices do you have in your life? And maybe some of them are real voices of real people that you have. I'll give you an example in my own life. You know, I know that as I was, I've been stepping out to be a bigger speaker, I've said before, I spent 10 years behind the scenes at the Tapping Solution, you know, doing marketing and operations and really growing my skills there. I know that the Tapping Solution would not be what it is today if I hadn't done that. But now, with, you know, speaking over the last year with getting to speak on stages like I did a few weeks back at the Rise Conference with over 3,000 women. I'm going to speak in front of 7,000 women in just a few weeks. That it's a new venture for me. And I've had people who are extra supportive of that. One of those people is my friend Chris Carr. Chris Carr, um, crazy sexy cancer. Every time I talk to her, she's just so supportive of the work I'm doing, sends me messages, you know, tells me she's following me on Instagram and loves it. And I and I hold on to that. I hold on to her as a supportive voice, right? Another friend of mine, Jim Quick. I remember being at his apartment in New York City a few weeks back. Jim Quick is a is a memory learning, speed reading guy, and telling him about a talk that I had coming up. And he was just like, oh man, you're gonna crush it. You're gonna be so good with that. You know, holding on to those moments. I think most people hold on to the negative feedback they get. And they make that the voice. But if you want to be the guard to your own mind, you have to find those experiences, even if it's just one, and hold on to it tight. I could tell you, I have 
one-off experiences of speaking to one person or another, like that experience with Jim in New York City, where I can vividly remember where I was standing in his apartment and what he said and what was going on. Because I look at those moments and I hold on to them closely because I know how important they are. So you have to, in your own life, find those voices. Now, now whether they're real or not, I might have pe- more other people who are super supportive of me, but I don't recognize it or feel it. And from here, from these experiences with Jim or with Chris, I feel those experiences, and so I hold on to them. So it's not about whether they, they were actually real or fake, but how you feel them. So hold on to those voices of support for whatever you're doing in your life. And if you don't have supportive people with your family or your friends or your spouse, and I should say that actually the most supportive person in my life is, of course, my wife, Karen, who believes me in me beyond anything, just as I believe in her beyond anything. And I'm so lucky to have that. But you know how it is. We always you know, want to have somebody outside of our spouse telling us nice things and supporting us because it's easy to say, well, you know, you have to support me. You're, you love me. You're, you're biased. And so it's nice to have those external experiences. But so just recognize, you know, who are those voices that you allow into your head and t- that create your life? You know, you, I'm sure you've heard it said before that you are the sum total of your five best friends. So when you choose new voices, it's about the voices that you choose online, the podcasts you listen to, the videos you watch, the programs you join, the books that you read. And it's also about your circle of friends. I'll tell you, I have cut out friends from my life on numerous occasions. I'm no longer friends with any of my high school friends, no longer in touch with any of my college friends. And my college friends I was friends with for good 10 years after college, but I just got to a point where I go, you know what? If I want to grow and become this next version of me, I can't continue to have these negative critical voices that I was constantly getting from those people. And now I surround myself with people who are going to support what I want to do because I know that when I have that, I can create more, give more, love more, accept more, and give more to the world as a whole with gifts that I know that I have that I want to help others with. So think about it with yourself. What are the voices in your head What voices are you choosing to have now, right? Who is it that you're listening to? And I recommend writing these down. I'll tell you, I'm kind of a dork about this stuff. I got a Trello board, a Trello board. It's just like a, it almost looks like a Pinterest board where I literally have a board of columns of like, I've got a column in there that it's got Chris Carr and Jim Quick and some other people in there with a picture of them and other people with pictures of them. And I put them in there on purpose because I want to remind myself of those people. I want to remind myself of the good experiences, of the good voices. And I listen to particular podcasts of people like my buddy Brennan Bouchard, whose podcast I love, who's always so motivating and inspiring and who, who, you know, is, is so encouraging of other people. And so many other people like that that I listen to on a regular basis. And then in my life, I just choose not to have negative people around me that are not going to support me. So for you, who are those voices? What friends are not supporting you? What family members are not supporting you? And I know it's not always easy because you can't cut everyone out all the time. It's, you know, you can't just cut everybody out, but you can take away the meaning that they have. I love, you know, if you've watched the movie Meet the Fockers, uh, and I don't, I don't know if it was in Meet the Parents too, but uh, they have the circle of trust, right? I, kinda, I like to pretend in my head sometimes that I've got my own circle of trust. And that circle of trust, I only allow people into my brain that give me positive feedback that supports the dreams that I have. And it doesn't mean I don't listen to, you know, critical feedback of people telling me one thing or another. Of, you know, uh, if I get if I get one star reviews on on a book, 
I'm going to go look at that, but I'm not going to take it in as a voice that matters for my confidence and my mission and what I'm looking to put out there. I'm going to look at that to go, hmm, is there something that I'm not seeing from this other person? But the voice that I listen to, the voices in my head, I sound so creepy when I say that, the voices in my head that I listen to when it comes to driving my life forward, I choose those voices. I choose who I give permission to in my life. And I choose the meanings that I have for my life. I choose the people that I have in my life. And so if you want to eliminate that critical voice, again, I shouldn't say eliminate because you never eliminate. If you want to quiet that critical voice, you need to tap to release that critical voice, all the emotions that come up with it. Let your body know that your body and brain know that you're safe. And you got to choose what voices you allow into your head. You got to choose voices that are going to support you and listen to those more and more and more. If you're in a negative environment at home where you feel unsupported, man, put on those headphones and go into a different world. Choose the people that you want to listen to. I'll tell you, with my kid, with my oldest son, Malachi, you might laugh at this, and some people might agree or not agree with this, but... Um, you know, I, I found and it's such a such a learning curve as a parent when it comes to social media and what they're seeing online. And Malachi is my oldest as a 10-year-old, so I'm learning. But I noticed he was not listening to great stuff on YouTube. I just started to look at his YouTube and I go, wow, he's listening to all this. He's watching all these junk videos. And I thought I had some blockers on there, but they weren't working very well. And so I said, you know what? Rather than trying to fight that, let me help to guide him into better voices. And one of the voices that I found that he resonated with was Gary V. Now, Gary V, if you don't know who he is, you know, he's got 6 million Instagram followers. But the thing about him is he swears all the time. He's constantly dropping F-bombs and things like that. And you know what? That's an, I don't want my kids swearing, but my oldest son, Malachi, will listen to him because he swears. He thinks it's cool. So if I have to choose between him listening to a guy who's giving positive messages about working hard, about doing what you love, about making less money if it's what makes you happy, rather than watching some junk video where they're making fun of people at Walmart or something like that, which is literally one of the videos I saw him watching, then I'm going to have him choose to watch the video of Gary Vee with all the swearing. Because I know that's going to be a better voice in his head than the other stuff. So recognize what can you do to have better voices in your head, to lower that vo critical voice and build up that supportive voice because those better voices are going to build up your supportive voice, right? Because you're always going to have that critical voice and you're going to have the supportive voice. That critical voice tells you you can't do it. The supportive voice is what tells you you can and so you can't eliminate the critical voice. You can just make it smaller and make that supportive voice bigger. That is what successful entrepreneurs do. It is what people who are happy do, who are joyful do, what they who have great relationships do. What they do is they quiet that critical voice because they stop listening to it. And, the, and what they do is they counteract it with a supportive voice. So when that critical voice comes up, that supportive voice will be triggered and say, you know what? No, that's not true. Like, I, yeah, this is, you know, I know you're trying to keep me safe and, and I might be scared of what I'm doing, but I'm safe. I'm, I'm going to be okay. They choose consciously to have that supportive voice, to grow that supportive voice, to be stronger and stronger and stronger. So just recognize where you are. Where's that critical voice for you? And recognize that that critical voice is not you right? It's not you. I know it's so easy to identify with that critical voice, but it is not you. The supportive voice is you and choose for that to be 
your belief, your knowing, your truth, that the supportive voice, no matter how small it is, is actually you. The critical voice is not you. The critical voice came from past experiences, from people that told you, you know, that you weren't good enough or smart enough during that age of zero to six years old. You didn't have a choice back then. And guess what? No kid chooses to be critical of themselves and be mean to themselves and all that kind of stuff. So it's not some innate you know, fault that you have in yourself, that you are critical of yourself. It was your past experiences. But now as an adult, you have the ability to choose and you need to choose every day. Every single day, you need to consciously be making choices as to growing that supportive voice of yourself, of who you truly are, and quieting that critical voice that you didn't have choice over. So just acknowledge that to yourself. Hey, you know what? That critical voice, I didn't choose it. It was given to me and I don't want it anymore. The supportive voice that believes in me, that listens to voices of those people I listen to on podcasts or on videos or in programs or in books, that's the voice that I'm growing. That's the voice of who I truly am. It's the voice that believes in my dreams of what I'm capable of doing, of what I know I am meant for in this world, which is to give more, to love more, to love myself and others more. And to be at peace and to be in a place of joy and happiness. So I hope you enjoyed this little conversation that we have today. Let me know, you know, you know tag me on Instagram. Let me know that you listen to this. Um, you know, take a, take a screenshot of this of the screen, post it on Instagram. Let me know what you thought. And come follow me on Instagram if you're not following me there. It's alexortner.ts on Instagram. Or you can join me on Facebook too. I'm, I'm on there too. Just look me up. But I really love, you know, Instagram and doing the Instagram stories and Instagram lives. And, but I do love Facebook as well. I like to do both of them. But come join me there. Let me know what you thought about this podcast and share it with others if you feel like this would help them. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember, you are the supportive voice. The critical voice is not you. Sending you love. Until next time, keep tapping.